The Crimes Ireland podcast is intended for a mature audience. Hello everyone and welcome to the Crimes Ireland podcast. Today's tale is about the Crultra Christmas murder in Belfast in 1953. If you have any questions or queries about the show, please send them to crimesireland at gmail.com. Also, you can use this email via PayPal to donate to the show, or go to Buy Us A Coffee and search Crimes Ireland. A shocking crime shook the shady suburbs of Culture Town over 60 years ago, at Christmas time, 1953. The town lies six miles from Belfast, perched on top of, or I suppose at the start, of the Strangford Peninsula. On the eve of Christmas that year, Mrs. Barber, who was known to be the lady of the house at that time, and her niece, named as Isabel Martin, were knocking frantically on the next-door neighbour's door. Quote, in a state of near collapse. She told the neighbour, Mr. Conlon, to quote, come down to the house at once as something terrible had happened. When the party arrived at the Barber house, which was known locally as Sunnybank, Mr. Conlon found the body of Mr. Barber lying behind the hall door. This door was closed and double locked. No signs of struggle were present, nothing missing or out of place. Everything else in the house seemed normal, with some Christmas cards opened and sitting on a tray. Decorations and all the other preparations for the holiday season were on display also. At the table, at what was known to be Mr. Barber's seat, was a children's novel sitting opened. I'm sorry, I could not find the title of this book. Police, when they were informed, interviewed Mrs. Barber later that day, and it was stated, quote, She was home with her husband at around 8.30pm. She also stated she heard a struggle in the hall, but heard no gunshots. But strangely in her description... She was very acutely aware of some details. She described the assailant as around 45 years old, square built, with a small moustache and a red face. He wore a dirty grey cap down low over his eyes. She said that she stayed in her bedroom terrified until she heard her niece arrive 30 minutes later at around 9pm. Back in the present, the police who had arrived now were searching the house and had discovered then Mr. Barber's wallet, as it's described. This wallet contained £46, and in 2021, this is approximately £4,400, or just about US dollars Quite the large sum. Also recovered by police was his gold watch, not in his wrist, but found within a pocket. The inquest for the murder was held the day after the murder, on Christmas Day, and it would be heard at the Royal North of Ireland Yacht Club. This didn't go ahead, however, as it had been adjourned. When I think of the inquest being heard at a yacht club, I imagine a casual enough affair, with maybe some refreshments and an a la carte menu. I do like the concept. I don't really understand why it would be held at such a place. If you do, Please send your ideas for this and other questions to crimesireland at gmail.com.
The REC continued questioning Mrs. Barber in the meantime. William Barber, the victim of today's case, was of age even by today's standards. Having been born in 1874, he was reported as being 79 at the time of his death and with his wife being 30 years his junior. He retired from the RIC, the Royal Irish Constabulary, in 1909 and marrying Mrs. Barber, which was his second marriage in his lifetime. Mrs. Barber told one officer at the scene that, quote, This is a plan of his family to do me out of the place. He was an old scrounge. He never gave me anything, only what barely kept the house. He always said he was putting it by for me, but I know who he was putting it by for. At this point, she was put under detainment and, quote, certified as insane. She was then taken to, as it was named at the time, Down Patrick Asylum. She stayed until 1934 when she was moved to a voluntary home with a bit less restriction. There, she was later charged with the murder of her husband. The first trial for this was held at the Winter Assizes in Derry, which, as listeners have heard before, more often than not in Crimes Ireland, the jury could not agree on a verdict in this case. Trial number two was scheduled for the end of 1933, in December, and this time at the County Down Assizes. During this trial, the jury was shown what the defendant, Mrs. Barber, said to the officer at the scene on the night. And she was asked by the prosecution, quote, why was it that she did not mention the prowler to her niece at the time? It was the Crown's case that this was a made-up man, conjured up by the defendant, and that the jury's attention should be brought to the various will and insurance policies on Mr. Barber, with the chief benefactor being his widowing wife. They also said they believed she was afraid of being written out of the will, this being the motive. No reports stated any direct incidents in the past where it would show the couple had arguments or any interaction with police because of an argument. The trial ended when the jury returned a verdict of guilty on the 12th of March 1935. Mrs. Fanny Barber was sentenced to death by the judge thereafter. At his verdict and sentence, some chaos erupted within the public gallery in an almost primal scream and cheer simultaneously. At this, Mrs. Barber began to break down. So severely, a doctor was called to, quote, administer an injection of morphine to Mrs. Barber to calm her down. On passing the sentence, the judge said, quote, The position in which you find yourself is indeed a terrible one, and I shall not add to your pain in passing sentence of death upon you, except to say that the verdict is not only justified on the evidence, but it was the only one an honest jury could come to. The execution was set for the 5th of April 1935. Appealing the sentence several times, eventually Mrs. Barber had her sentence commuted, and after almost seven years, she was released. Another case of insurance here from myself, as I couldn't find any later reports with the name Fanny Barber. Maybe her name was reverted to her maiden name again, or she had changed it to something else herself. I just have no idea. For me, 
This is just a standard enough case of a staged suicide for monetary gain, and, in this case, the life insurance and also the will. Mrs Barber, I think, shot her husband in cold blood, knowing she could say it was suicide when her niece arrived back, and then she arrived back possibly earlier than expected, and she made up the intruder on the spot to her niece, then, or didn't at all, and then followed up to the police to patch that hole later, uh, so to speak. Her sheer contempt in this statement about him being an old scrounge, etc., also raises a lot of red flags for me. That was a case of the Culture Christmas murder, and I hope you found it interesting in some way. If you have any questions or queries about this episode, or the show in general, or just want to say hello, send it to crimesireland at gmail.com. Also, you can donate to the show via PayPal using the same email. Or go to buy us a coffee and search Crimes Ireland. Thank you very much and goodbye.